This weekend, His Excellency Bishop Nestout conferred the Sacrament of Confirmation on uh, several of our youth and youth from other parishes in the deanery. And in his homily yesterday, he noted how many people are worried about the state of the world today. You go on social media, you go on TikTok, and unfortunately you can see brutal scenes of the wars in Ukraine or the Holy Land with virtually no context. You go on Facebook, there's more bad news. You turn on the TV, there's more bad news. You open a newspaper, look at a newspaper, magazine, and eventually you start to wonder, what's going on with the world? How did we get here? Where's the good news? We live in a world that's a little, how would you say, upside down? And, um, you know, as our bishop noted, this goes all the way back to our first parents. Back to original sin. Through um, disobedience, sin entered the world. And with sin came suffering, wars, disease, and death. But this is the world, this upside-down world, due to sin, that Christ entered 2,000 years ago. A world that was hurting and is hurting, that's searching for good news, surrounded by so much bad news. A world that is very much like Job, crying out in helplessness, knowing full well that this is not the way things are meant to be. And even the good suffer sometimes. Like Job, who was just, and yet he was afflicted with many, many great sufferings. This is the situation that we find ourselves in, as our bishop noted. We have many questions, but what is the answer? And this is when he turned to the Paschal mystery. Jesus' death and resurrection. His saving death and resurrection. In the sacraments of initiation, baptism, confirmation, and the Eucharist, join us to the Paschal mystery. Jesus' death and resurrection. And they give us new life. New life. And strengthen us for our journey to heaven. And empower us to give witness to Christ to others. So that as St. Paul says, we may save at least some. This is the answer to the world's many problems. To the state that, that we are in. That Christ truly lived. That God truly became incarnate. That Christ truly died. And he truly rose from the dead. So that we could truly live. And there's a great opening line from Vatican II. From the pastoral constitution on the church in the modern world, 
Gaudium et Spes. It says, quote, The joys and the hopes, the griefs and the anxieties of the men of this age, especially those who are poor or in any way afflicted, these are the joys and hopes, the griefs and anxieties of the followers of Christ. In other words, the church is saying, we're in solidarity with you, with, with everyone. And we have a message for you. We have, we have good news to share with you. Because Jesus understands the joys, the hopes, the griefs, and the anxieties of the people of this world, the people of today. Not just 2,000 years ago. But today, because he's alive today. <laughs> we see in the gospel, though, that how the Lord clearly knew the, the joys and the hopes and the griefs and the sufferings, the anxieties of the people of his age. Um, when, he, when we saw him healing countless numbers of people, the disciples bringing to him all those who were afflicted. And um, there's that great line in the gospel we hear today where they find him. Jesus goes off to pray because, I mean, even the Son of God needed to pray. After all the, all the work he did, all, all the preaching and the, and the healing, and he was probably tired, but he knew he needed to get away to be renewed in prayer with his Father. And he does so early in the morning before dawn. His disciples come looking for him and they say this, this really striking line. Everyone is looking for you. To which he immediately responds, Let us go on to the nearby villages that I may preach there also. For this purpose have I come. But that, that exclamation from the uh, disciples, everyone is looking for you. That's no less true today. And it's as though Jesus is saying, I know. I know everyone is looking for me. Even though they may not put it that way. Even though they may not realize that it's me they're looking for. But I'm here. I'm here. And I've come for this reason. That everyone may know through me that God is love. And I think the question for us today is have we known that love of God? Do we really believe that Jesus Christ is the answer to the questions that plague the human heart. Whatever, whatever sadness or despair that we're carrying, whatever griefs and anxieties that we have, do we know that the Lord wants us to put it on the cross and allow Him to carry it for us? This is the good news. This is the good news for us, and it's the good news that we have to offer the world. 
But we need to encounter Jesus and his love so that we can encounter others in our circle of influence, our spouses, our, our families, our friends, our neighbors, our co-workers, to encounter them and to, to be able to love them like Jesus loves them, to be able to forgive them, to give evidence in our lives, you know, that, that we've met Jesus and we've experienced his healing love. Following in the footsteps of Jesus, the church has always sought to alleviate the sufferings um, that we see in the world today, in all its many forms. But I think today, in a particular way, the, in the readings, the church is reminding us that the worst kind of suffering, the worst kind is not physical suffering, necessarily, but it's a sickness, it's a suffering of the soul, which is a result of sin. It's a sickness that comes from not knowing the love of God, from not knowing the love of Christ, the reason that Jesus came. Just like in the Gospel today where it says, again, everyone is looking for you. So, like our, our newly confirmed members today, the Holy Spirit wants to strengthen us so that we can share this urgent message, so that we can, like St. Paul, save at least some. This good news with the, those around us, that God is love, that Jesus Christ is risen, and that I've met him.